Have you heard? Metro by T-Mobile now includes Amazon Prime. Yes, enjoy the best of shopping and entertainment, movies, TV shows, music, free shipping, and much more. All included for just $40 per line for three lines. All on the T-Mobile network. Discover the smarter way. Metro by T-Mobile. That's genius. One offer per account. Offer subject to change. $12.99 per month value. Offer valid for new Amazon Prime members. Metro customers may notice reduced speeds versus some T-Mobile customers. Video at 480p. Capable device required. See store for details and terms and conditions. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to All About Us with your host, Shavana Johnson. If you'd like to learn more about All About Us Production Media Group, please visit us on the web at www.wejfoundation.org. Shavana Johnson, CEO and founder of All About Us Global Media Productions Group, TV, radio, and magazine. CEO of the Whitney E. Johnson Foundation, Incorporated. We are a 501c3 organization on a mission to educate, engage, and mentor our parents and teens in communities on current issues surrounding our youth. Today, we are asking for your support to continue providing our informative programming through our various media platforms. To make a donation, visit the Whitney E. Johnson site at www.wejfoundation.org or you can reach us at 631-521-7699 for more information. And as a reminder, all donations given are tax deductible. On behalf of the Whitney E. Johnson Foundation, we thank you for listening and your support. Welcome to All About Us. I am your host, Shavana Johnson. Before we get started tonight, I just want to um, acknowledge, you know, life is, is short, and we really need to take the time to really tell our loved ones um, how much we love them, how much we appreciate them. But tonight I want to say our we have a special prayer going out to the Trinidad family, um, the the wife is still alive, but she lost her whole family in a car accident in Delaware, four daughters and her husband. Um, and we also send our prayers out to Tia Coleman. Um, she lost nine members of her family, her husband, her sister-in-law, her, fa- her father-in-law. So our prayers go out to her. We release Psalms 91 over those families, and we pray and ask God to send a ch- his chief apostle, angel of comfort to them. But... I just wanted you to say, just take a few minutes out of your life, out of your day, to really reach out to those that you care about, reach out to those that mean something in your life, to let them know how much you love them, um, to see if they need anything. Uh, reach out to the elderly, especially in the heat, to see if they are okay, to see if they need anything. So, you know, we definitely send our all about us. Uh, Global Media Production Group, 
uh, the Whitney E. Johnson Foundation. We send our love and our prayers to you. Um, but tonight we have a very special guest, and I want to first introduce my co-host, Mr. Tyler Butler. How are you this evening, Tyler? I'm doing very well. How about yourself? I am doing good, Tyler. I'm just um, uh, trying to come to grips with everything that is happening in this world and um, just the tragedies alone this week. Um, you know, we really have got to really start reaching out to our loved ones and, you know, our parents, our families, and just keeping us close and keeping that bond and just letting them know how much you appreciate them, even to say a prayer with them or just to see if they need anything. Um, so I was just, you know, sharing with the audience, uh, about the tragedies this week that I have seen, um, and I just, my heart is just saddened, especially, you know, they have lost their complete family. They have no one left. So I was just expressing my condolences, and um, it just it just broke my heart. It just, it just breaks my heart. But we're going to move forward from here. Is there something that you want to say before we move forward, Mr. Butler? Uh, no, nothing comes to mind. Okay. Well, I want you to go ahead so we can introduce our guests and have a great conversation. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, you're going to introduce the topic as well. All right. Uh, well, tonight, without further ado, tonight's topic is cybersecurity. So tonight on the show we have our guest, Dr. Chanel Suggs, who is also known as the Duchess of Cybersecurity. Uh, she is the founder and CEO of Warvin Security, and she is a subject matter and expert in cybersecurity, forensics, network security, cryptography, information assurance, and IT strategy. Dr. Suggs is a proven thought leader and influencer who advises clients regarding their security posture and works with clients to uncover and identify new and emerging threats. Dr. Suggs is a distinguished professor and speaks on cybersecurity, forensic science, hacking, and cryptography. She has an extensive background in managing, design, implementing, and assessing cybersecurity skills, threats, and vulnerabilities. She was awarded six certifications through the National Security Agency and the Committee on National Security Systems. Dr. Suggs holds a Doctor of Science Cybersecurity and Masters of Project Management, Masters of Science Information Insurance, Masters of Networking and Communications, as well as an MBA and a Bachelor's of Science in Communication and Computer Science. Excuse me. Dr. Suggs is a certified CompTIA Advanced Security Practitioner, a certified Chief Information Security Officer, a certified ethical hacker, computer hacking forensics investigator, a certified EC Council instructor, and the EC Council Security Analysis, as well as a certified network defense architect. Uh, Dr. Suggs wow. provides solutions to the mo yeah, right. There's a lot of uh, a lot of medals under her belt. Uh, Dr. Suggs provides yeah. solutions to the most complex issues within the public and private sectors to ensure better security posture and best practices. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Chanel Suggs, thank you for being able to come on the show tonight. Thank you for having me. Wow, I'm just so, we're just honored, um, Dr. Suggs. Um, truly, truly, I'm blessed to to have met you and know you. Um, I look to glean from you, um, not just take this conversation lightly, but to really, you know, to understand 
cybersecurity itself. So I'm going to let um, Tyler go with the first question, and we'll get started with our interview. But, again, we're humbly grateful, and thank you for your time. Thank you for inviting me. Okay, so with the first question, Dr. Suggs, uh, why is cybersecurity so important for the public to know in the first place? So cybersecurity is important because the public needs to understand how they can become victims of identity theft, compromise, and their kids can be um, subjected to bullying as well as human trafficking. People need to understand the old ways that things used to be done, for example, leaving a key under the mat in order to get into a house. So back in the day, this would be something that would be okay. But when it comes to cybersecurity, the intruders is coming in through their airways. They are gaining access to your devices in your home merely due to people not taking the proper precautions in order to lock down their systems, the same as they would do, for example, if they actually locked the door without leaving a key under the mat. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you come at, you start looking at the way that people are being publicly shamed and humiliated. You know, so cybersecurity is really the set of techniques that are going to be used to protect the integrity of networks, the programs, as well as the data from attacks, damage or unauthorized access. So when we sit here and we talk about access, you're thinking about also the ways that people can actually come into your home whenever they're trying to infiltrate your system. Wow. I mean, you just said a mouthful right there. You know, I never thought about it that way, Shugs. You know, when we think about leaving the key, you know, we used to do that or leave the back window open, you know, just come on in. Um, it, it, it just amazes me, technology, how vast and how rapidly it started to grow, especially in the early 80s. And, you know, but I guess I don't know if they had the forethought then, that all of this would emerge, but wow, you just said a mouthful. I just, I mean, it's just a lot going through my head right now. Please forgive me. We're gonna, we're gonna keep going with the questions, but the, I never thought about it like that. I never. Now, really see the way you just it. said something about leaving a window open. Leaving a window open is yes. the same as, for example, someone wanting to leave a port open so that they can gain access because they figure they want their family to be able to access some things in different ports. But at the same time, you have those ports open. If someone scans and figure out that you have it open, that gives them access to your network. That is true. That's why I don't share. I don't really share um, files or share music. I used to share music, and I didn't know at that time, you know, that um, the spyware, because my, my son keeps telling me, you know, Mom, this spyware, you don't, if they're going fishing and, and, you know, something pops up, it says alert, alert, and sometimes I still keep going, and my son's no, you can't do that, Mom. It's, you know, they're trying to get your information. So it, it's really it's really scary. You know, it's really scary. You know, the, ooh, that's scary. Wow. Okay. Well, we're going to go to question number two, and the question is, can you go into um, into detail as to how you help your clients in their cybersecurity needs? So what my company does is we provide solutions to the most complex, complex issues for public as well as private sectors in order to help them to ensure a better security posture and best practices. So I have subject matter experts that work with me. We provide a full life cycle for cybersecurity as well as information security in order to ensure that companies can meet the regulations as well as the business requirements. So my team can actually come in and, and we have proven experience for 
cybersecurity solutions that can protect them from the most sophisticated attacks. We look at forensics as well as the analysis, incidents management. We do encryption, security solutions for your SOC and your NOC. We also do training and risk as well as continuous modeling, modeling as well as security testing evaluation, threat monitoring and mitigation, as well as pen testing. Just to name a few. Wow. Can I ask just, just, just one little question? You know, when you said you track, everything everything you send in the cyberspace, it has an their its own identity. Am I saying that right? Because um, you, you, know, you said you have a way of tracking it. So if I send something in cyberspace or if I'm trying to hack something or come into your mainframe, um, can you identify, am I saying this right? Can you identify what it is that is trying to abort, I mean, come into, um, find its way into your mainframe? So are you referring to pen testing or threat monitoring? So whenever you're looking at ways to access a system, Okay. A pen tester, for example, is going to look at to see what type of holes you have available. They'll use different scans they can use, for example, it's Nexus for one. A lot of people use Metasploit because Metasploit will give you all these tools that you can use, for example, for social engineering and things like that to see what is available to you to gain access to that system. Metasploit has tons of tools that you can use. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, I, I I was just trying to be clear because as you were talking about hackers and access and, you know, identities, and um, I was just wondering, everything has its own footprint, I should say. Let me say it yes, that it way. The, yes, it does. So if you were using, for example, Wireshark, if you were using Wireshark, for example, and you, someone was traced, was, you would record their traffic as it went back and forth, right? Mm-hmm. So if you look into the offset, you can see that you can see the information that is being sent back and forth as well as the port, the web page. And if you look very clearly into the information that's listed that looks like gibberish, you can even see the password that's being used. If it's not being protected. Wow. I just want for our young people that especially with the bullying. I know I'm I'm going off a little bit, just for a second. just so that you can you know, express to them when they're bullying or when they're doing things that they should not be doing, how serious that you can actually see, you can actually track them down um, that they shouldn't be doing it. So you're referring to cyberbullying. Can you repeat that question? Yes, cyberbullying. What I'm saying is when you, you know, as you're talking about the identity and the hackers and you mentioned, you know, in the uh, in the beginning when you answered the first question, you talked about cyberbullying and human sex trafficking. Um, we have a lot of young people who get on and they um, bully bully their, their classmates, bully their teachers, mm-hmm. bully people at work, they bully. I mean, they're doing all kinds of bullying. Um I just want you to kind of just briefly go over that so that the young people understand that, you know, you have cyber forensics who can actually track you down, and even if they're trying to bounce off of different networks or different towers, that they can be, it can be traced back to them and how important it is to understand that it's something that they should not do because, you know, now because of the federal laws that are put in place, um, 
a lot of young people don't view or they don't think. They don't think that um, they don't think that it, it's possible for you to track it back to them. Exactly, and that's a problem. Well, it's it's a kind of a problem, not a problem, because for people like me or people that's in the field to help try to track down the bad people, this is a good thing. Because they sit here and they do things and they think that you can't track them when actually you leave a digital fingerprint. Basically, we can go back and look at the towers that you bounced off of based on the cell phone that you were using and that number to track the whereabouts. And everything that you've done that you do online is tracked. People always assume that just because you're online and whatever you post or whatever you do, it goes away, but it does not. It's there forever. And people will sit here and use forensic tools in order to dig in there to find the information they need to find in order to pinpoint where you were, what you've done, and how you did it. Wow. That's scary. I mean, that's that's kind of, you know, for me that's scary. I just think about when I was growing up, we had Barbies or we got on the phone, we made a phone call, they tapped your phone or whatever, bugged your house, whatever they needed to do. But now this is scary to me because it, they have more access to do so much, um, and it's, it is kind of scary. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to go off. Uh, <laughs> I was just, I wanted to make that point. Cause no, they you're fine. To, they seem to think that they can't be traced. They seem to think, and even, you know, college students, they need to understand, and I need to emphasize what you put out in cyberspace, even they go back as far as the ninth and tenth grade for some, you know, now that they look over to for your acceptance in certain colleges, they view your Facebook from the time that you were on until now. And it, you know, it, it has a, like you said, footprint, um, well, identity. Um, and that's the thing a lot of young people really don't seem to, to get. They don't seem to get how serious this is. Am I right, Tyler? That's true. Yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> now, when you, okay. think, you think about the applications that you use, for example, like Facebook and, and Twitter, you know, this information mm-hmm. has been shared. As we've seen in the previous in, in the previous court cases, you know, they share this information. Yeah. So whenever you're posting all this information online, trust and believe they're more than happy to share it with um, companies whenever you're trying to get a position, as well as universities. As well as universities. That's true. And people don't seem to realize that. Everything that you post is available to anyone. That is true. That is so true. I uh, I feel like it's so so common because the Internet gives everybody a false sense of invincibility, so therefore you have more people willing to just post whatever they want to, thinking that, you know, no no repercussions will occur to them. But then, you know, that leads to be false. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. Okay. All right, uh, Tyler, you going to ask the next question? <laughs> yes. So um, the next question, so how can people be made more aware of this issue in cybersecurity, and how can we make an effort to not have it fall in, like, the wrong hands? Okay, so... In order to raise awareness, we need to publicize it more. People don't think about things that will happen until until it does. So everyone always mm-hmm. thinks when something happens, it wouldn't happen to them, which is not true. So you have to get people to see the risk that can be involved. People use systems and apps because they want convenience, simplicity, and speed. 
So you really have to ask yourself, how much are you willing to sacrifice for this? For systems and applications to run in the fashion that companies, in the fashion that it does, companies remove a lot of security because people complain that it's causing their systems to run slow, the applications, this, that, and the other. People use simple passwords because it's convenient. They don't change them. They list them on sticky notes, and then they allow access from applications to others using social media platforms. So think about it this way. Whenever you're trying to log into a site, a new site you've never used before, the first thing that pops up is it says, would you like to log in using your Facebook account? So if you're logging in with your Facebook account, you're giving them full access to everything on your Facebook. So you have to consider what you are really giving them access to. If we could get organizations as well as people to see how important security awareness is, it, this could actually trickle down to the employee's personal life. So because because of the word of mouth, so if you get people to talk about it, making them more aware of the training, making it interesting based on what they're, what the audience that you're actually speaking with, this could really make them think about the risk as well as why it's important to understand. So it's good. It's a good idea to add information that would be more related to the crowd that you're speaking with so they would actually pass it on to other friends as well as people that they think would be interested. Wow. Mm-hmm. Never thought about that. <laughs> I never really thought about I mean, you just give me so much to digest. And it's like, you know, wow, you just never think about the apps because I always do, especially when they say, um, do you want to know what your name means? And then when you click it on, it, it'll say continue as, you know, whoever you are, and it says Facebook. And then it says, will you allow, something about will you allow to make changes to your computer? And, you know, that I just learned my son's like, you can't do that because what it's going to do is going to search your um your computer do search engines. Yes. And then all the information and, um, every time you share something, they're getting copies of it. Wow. That yeah, I just I never really thought about that. You know, that is scary. They're um uh they have access, they have full access now to your information. And that's why they say not to put your social security, your credit cards. I don't even well we we'll get into that later, but uh <laughs> Kind of scary. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm sitting here thinking. So you know, I just now that you know, you know, don't go into particular apps not unless you really know or you feel comfortable with it, and you know, not to continue it as on Facebook or give them access to your information. That is a good point to know because I sometimes I do it. I play, you know, just to figure out, you know, what it's going to say about me. So I won't be doing that. And then I learned so, that on Facebook. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Doctor Shucks. No, you go ahead. You know, you go ahead. What I was going to say is that um, I learned when they said on TV, they were talking about this on uh, the news, and they were talking about how the spyware, once they get in and they have access, you have to go back in your Facebook page and then remove all those apps and delete them from your page so that their spyware won't attach. That's, you know, what I learned recently because um, they were talking about it on the news because of uh, something they were looking at pictures or got pictures of something personal, and um, they were just recently talking about this on the news. So if you want to use apps just to try to figure out additional information, what I would suggest is, is to use a separate account, not attach it to your main account. Wow. Okay, yeah, that's that's a good idea. I, I'm gonna have to. And don't to, log in um, with Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I, I won't. I definitely, I definitely, I definitely 
will not do that. Um, our next question is, um, how, I mean, what are the alert signals of something false or misleading on the web? Okay. So when you receive, I think well, you skipped down to six, (laughs) but it's fine. No, no, I want to go back. Let me do five. Um, Let's let's do this. How can four? Okay, go back to four. Okay, how can we stress that you have to be careful in leaving your digital footprint in society? How can we stress that? So it's important to consider that when you go online, any information you post, as I was saying before, would be there forever. So you need to go in and make sure when you're using social media that you set your privacy settings. Any accounts you create, you want to keep a list of them because if you get these accounts, you'll never connect. If you forget these accounts and you never connect to them again, you need to consider the people that you're actually connected with. So you'll forget this account exists and someone will hack this account because the password's never been changed. And then they're sort of sending all sorts of stuff to the people that you're actually connected with. They're going to accept it mm-hmm. because they're going to think that it's coming from you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's important not to o- not to overshare basic information like your username, your last name, pictures, addresses, your number. Um, people are openly sharing their numbers on Facebook, which isn't a good idea. There's a lot of companies mm-hmm. that sell your information, and they track what you do to pass it off to other interested parties to cash. Mm. Wow. <laughs> Wow. So you don't want to you don't want to make <laughs> you don't want to make simple passwords. You want to make them complex. And a lot of people have difficulty remember complex passwords, but you can use a password safe, for example. Okay. You want to make sure that you don't write passwords down on a sticky note. A lot of people do that. You want to monitor mm-hmm. any accounts that you link to other accounts. For example, when you connect to them for some sites, use a pop-up. Um, that link asking if you want to use Facebook like we were saying just before. But I would not do that. I would actually use a separate account. Um, so when you're mm-hmm. given access, as I was saying before, for people, for companies to access your web, your Facebook, they're actually sharing all this information. Wow. So this way, another way of looking at it is whenever you're trying to use a new app or you're trying to do something different and it's not something you're sure about, you use a different email address. This way, any person that you come in contact with that are sending you emails, you don't have to worry about them being connected to your main account. Because, see, once you share that main email address, for example, this is how people can search for you online in order to narrow down your phone number, previous jobs, your addresses, because this information is all listed on your resume. Hmm. Yeah, they do. A lot of people put their resumes online. They do. I've noticed that. That's true. (laughs) Some tools that you can use, for example, is going to be Do Not Track Me. There's also add-ons for your browser. Or you can use tools like Ghostry, which can block um, tracking cookies. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm going to look at that. Wow. This is really uh, I know that's a lot of information. (laughs) I thank you for it because – you know, there's a lot of things. Now, I know what, really quickly before we go to question six, Tyler, uh, you were talking about apps. Ha, are you familiar with the WhatsApp app and the networking app? This, is, these are several new apps that young people are using. Uh, yeah, I actually know a few uh, people who use, like, the WhatsApp. It's basically, like, I believe a text messaging app nonetheless, correct? I don't know. I've never. I don't have a WhatsApp app. A lot of people send me things, and they're saying you should get on WhatsApp WhatsApp app. 
So I was trying to figure out what, I mean, is that something that we should be careful of too, especially with young people? Uh, Dr. Shugs, are you familiar with the WhatsApp app? Yeah, WhatsApp, yes. It's used what? for messaging, but some people will also use it in order to use for videos, audios. And every now and then you will come across a student that will use it. Oh, never thought about this. Yeah. Wow. Mm. <laughs> okay, I don't want to give too much information. I didn't, never knew what I'm <laughs> Oh, okay. So well, students beware. We know. Of, uh, <laughs> I know you would. I knew you would. Wow, but I never thought about what's up app as as cheating. And have you heard of the networking? I think it's network app. Am I saying it right? Networking. Uh, I'm not sure which one you're talking about. I'm not too familiar I, with either. I was just I, I was reading it online because uh, there was there's a new challenge going around where kids are they're challenging each other to hang from a noose. Um, and see how long they can hang there and kick the chair from underneath of them to see how if they can get out of it. That's the new challenge. Uh, yeah, I haven't so seen using... anything about an app for that, but I've heard that there's lots of videos on YouTube that get students to do it. They have the hang yeah. one, and then there's the other one um, to, to do something to basically hang yourself until you pass out. Yes. Yeah, it, it, it's really it's scary, the access. And the apps that are out there that are really encouraging, and, and our young people are influenced to do it. Um, that's, a, that's a whole other thing. I was just the you know, saying. Game. That's what it is. Say that again? It's called a choking game. Wow. This is, um, oh, wow. We did not have time to play choking game. We had time to play with Barbies. We had time to go to 4-H. We had time to be part of some kind of club, the Girl Scouts, the Brownies. We did not have this much time in my in my day to have this much influence to get involved with so many things that are really drawing our young people into negative things. And parents have to be very, very cautious, especially with young people, and they just freely give them their a cell phone and they freely give them this information. And some parents don't even go back to check, you know, what apps are they downloading. And they're not even aware that there is spy, there's certain spyware that they can put on their child's phone to control what they do on it. A lot of parents are not aware of that. See, the thing is a lot of parents are working a lot of hours, and they tend not to follow up on what their kids are doing. So That's true. That is one important thing that parents need to start making sure that they set time to do is to spend time with their kids and to see what they're actually involved in. You'd be amazed at how giving your child a little bit of attention, how it can change them for life. That is true. That is so true, Dr. Schultz. So, so true. Tyler, did you have something you wanted to add? I'm sorry, you're, you're kind of quiet on me tonight. <laughs> oh, no, no. No, uh, no, nothing in particular. Everything that's being said tonight is really what I would say as well. Okay, not a problem. So we're going to go to question six, Ty, Um, Is it question five, Tyler? Or is that you? Is question uh, five no, it's you? number six. Okay, number six. Go ahead. You can read it. Okay. So uh, how can we detect that we are being attacked uh, digitally in a cyber manner? Wait a minute. What? So one thing, that's some thoughts. Oh, my apologies. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. 
So you can use sites like Have I Been Pawned to check to see if your information has been compromised. Um, watching out for mm-hmm. pop-ups on your systems or overusage of bandwidth. So you can want to look out for things like a man-in-middle attack. This is where someone is going to hijack your actual Internet section. And even though they are supposed to be secure, you know, so you'll see things going back and forth. In order to protect yourself from this, you want to use HTTPS connections. And whenever you're using a website, you will see a lock at the top. So this, this means that they have certificates, badges of trust. Those are the sites that you want to be using. It's a lock at the top. Hmm. Didn't know that either. Did you know and people that? People should always make sure they pass your systems and yeah. use encryption. Actually, because when I like call my laptop, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Doctor. People sure. always do this at their job. What's the whenever you in IT, you always make sure that the systems you're working on, their patch, their test, and all that good stuff. But when you get home, you don't do that to your own personal system. Wow. That's true. Mm, never thought about that. That is true. You know, I guess that's why a lot of people, when they're at work, they can't really check their personal emails because once they lock in, then they could track your into your system from from your job. Am I to say that's correct? Yes, typically they do. Yeah, typically you do if you oh. monitor the sites that you log into in your email because once you log in, they have access because you're on a network. So whenever you start a position, typically you'll see a disclosure about the type of information. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So whenever mm-hmm. I work for companies, I never log into my personal email at, while I'm at a company using their system. Wow. That's scary. That, that's really, really scary. Okay, well... How can the public make cybersecurity more of an issue and raise awareness? So they need to publicize it more. People don't think about the things that will happen to them until it's done. That's true. So this is no, yeah. <laughs> we just discussed this a second ago. <laughs> I did, we did, we did. But I just wanted, it was number six, and I said, let me just go over it again because I'm right I'll here. Do it again. Pub- okay. All right, let's do it. Okay, so people use systems and apps because they want convenience, simplicity, and speed. So you really have to ask yourself how much are you willing to sacrifice? How much money are you willing to sacrifice? For systems and applications to run in a fashion, companies remove a lot of security because people complain about it running slow. Are they complaining about they sitting there doing things in the background that's really messing with the application that has been run? So in order to do that, companies remove all these mechanisms because they're trying to make the customer happy. But at the end of the day, you're leaving yourself open to security issues. You're leaving yourself open to attacks. So convenience and simplicity is not always a good thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So wow. you want to make sure you don't write passwords down on sticky notes and make, making sure about mm-hmm. the applications that you want access to your social media platforms. Wow. Okay. All right, Tyler, you, go, you can go with the next So the next question is, uh, what drove you to be so passionate about this topic in the first place, Dr. Suggs? I became more engaged in this topic when 9-11 happened. I was actually in the RN program. Um, There were a lot of, there was a total of 2,977 people that died on 9-11. There were rumors that there were images that appeared on computer systems illustrating planes crashing into the Twin Towers. And they were saying people didn't pay attention to this. 
So as I began to look a little bit more, I became more interested in the field. So I took my first intro to computers class because it was required as a prerequisite. So I, well, it was actually elective. So I took the class and I fell in love with it, and I've been in IT ever since. Wow. Wow. That's interesting. That, yeah, that is from RN to IT. Well, you had a keen sense of of looking for medicine, but you know, then, you know, God is truly awesome. Sometimes we we switch it on, and and it's like, you know, I'm going into IT as an RN to do, you know, in another field. Wow, amazing, amazing. Now the you funny take a lot of when I look at my senior. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Well, the funny thing is when I looked at my um, senior book from high school, I actually listed that I was going to be a computer engineer. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so you must have had some kind of, uh, when you were in high school, you had some kind of activity where you were very interested at that time because it was just starting to come about um, that you had great interest in IT or computers at that time, right? Yes, I took a few classes. Okay, and you had to take a lot of math, math and science, right? Oh, I took a lot of math. I took all the way up to Cal 1 and Cal 2. Oh, okay, well, <laughs> And I taught myself calculus. I took it as an independent study. Wow. And you really, you enjoyed it? I mean, was it a struggle yes. for you? I love wow. math. I love math. <laughs> oh, you okay. <laughs> is there a lot of uh, equations, like when you're working on something, when you, especially when you're doing IT, do you find that you have to do, like, a lot of calculations as well? Just curious. No. No. No, I, okay. I don't feel that you do. only time I feel that I'm looking at equations is when I'm doing stuff for, um, like, when, I'm, when I was doing stuff for previous classes that I've taken, but those mm-hmm. classes took things a lot more in depth. Some of the math problems I would do, for example, at George Mason would be four pages long. Wow. Jeez. Wow. <laughs> oh, I I don't know. I couldn't I could not have done it. Four pages long. That's the that calculus? Every bit of it. I love every bit of it. Oh you love this is this was undergrad. This was the graduate courses at uh, George Mason. See, I have my doctorate of science from Capital Technology University, but I'm also ABD as well, uh, ABD from George Mason University. Wow, Doctor Show, um, what is it that you? <laughs> I'm so impressed. What is it that you <laughs> haven't done? That's what I want to know. What is it I that haven't you, you haven't? <laughs> <laughs> I am truly, 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 truly impressed because, you know, so many of our young people right now are struggling, especially with math, um, even basic algebra, because they've changed everything, you know, the process of how you have to do it. Everything has to be done a certain way. I think they've even taken the ones and the tens out of uh, the equation, if I'm not mistaken. I, I was, I'm stunned at the way that they're doing math now, it's it's really it really has changed. Um, and I know, like a lot of people who, a lot of the students, especially seniors, who are taking um, the testing now, they're really starting to complain because they really, even the people who are on the honor roll, they're finding it difficult and challenging to do the math problems. Did you have a lot of problems when you took your testing, um, Tyler? 
forgot what they call um, it. Um, oh, like 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 uh, SATs and uh, ACTs and things like that. That's as far as that testing. Yeah, but then I'm talking about the senior and seniors now. I forgot what the testing's called that they make you take. There's a certain testing that you have to test now, um, and I know they've been fussing about it. A lot of people have opted out of not testing and taking the test. Um, there's certain tests you have to take to pass history and math and all of that in order to graduate. Oh, uh, regents. Regents. That's what I'm trying to get at. Regents. The regents. They have made it difficult and challenging. Even the honor students are finding it challenging. Um, did you have to take regents, Dr. Shugs? Well, they were, it was probably coming about when you were probably graduating. When you were a senior, did you have to take regents as well? It wasn't regents. It was something else that we took. Yeah, that's what I was saying. They changed it. Every year they're they're constantly changing it and making it difficult. Okay, I'm gonna stay on point, but I just it, I was just curious because you said you love to do math and four pages of calculus. I don't. I, I think I probably would have walked out of the, <laughs> the paper. <laughs> <laughs> How do you manage working in a predominantly male industry, Doctor Shoulds? Okay, so. I have been faced with many issues where offensive jokes will be told are inappropriate, touching as a colleague, trying to rub their hand up your back of your shirt. I will not name the name of this company. Um, I have been pushed up against the wall in a conference room and kissed. Wow. What I have come to understand is that, yes, I am in a male-dominant field, but I make my voice heard. So I have been around many senior leaders that have taken my remarks, but they they take them, they'll say things like, since I'm a girl that has just been sassy, or how I'll handle it to be very vocal and serious about with what you are saying. You have to make sure that they understand your voice, they hear you, and make sure they understand that you're not backing down. I was often handed tasks that were beneath my level, and I know it was because I was a female, but I always strive to do the best, stand tall, and project the strong woman that I feel I am. I'm always confident, and I show no fear. Um, I always I learned from my mentor a long time ago. That was a Fortune. He was a project manager of Fortune 500 company. He taught me to never doubt my worth. Don't change the way I dress, and don't wear big clothes in order not to attract attention. Be the person I am, and never let anyone change me. He was a great mentor. Mm. <laughs> um, I used to say I am just one of the guys, but the truth is, just because I'm in a male dominant field doesn't mean that I have to say that I'm just one of the guys. I'm a female in heels, mm-hmm. and I can hack just as good as they can. <laughs> Hold your own. I feel like and is, <laughs> it's earned, not given. That's true. That is true. That is true. We, I am, I am so impressed with your accomplishments and what you have done and how you know they are seeking you. They are seeking you to do certain things in the male predominantly field that um, I think of you as, I can't remember the name of the movie. Why can't I think tonight? What was the movie that just came out with the, uh, the black woman in NASA? NASA? Um, NASA. Catherine, her name was Catherine. Her name was Catherine. She was a mathematician. She figured out how to get the uh, uh, Neil Armstrong to the moon and back. She was yes, one of the key I know players. What you're and I think about you in the field of uh, IT in that in this field is doing something great. Yes, 
hidden figures. But I think of you as doing something great in the field of IT. I know your name is going to be synonymous on everybody's lips, synonymously, for something that you have created and something that they've overlooked. So I'm excited just to speak to you and just to, you know, hear the words of wisdom and to know that you are standing strong, especially as an African-American woman, um, that you have accomplished so much and that you are now a figure for our young girls, all young girls, not just ours, but all young women who are in different fields that they can stand against everything and know that they can accomplish it, that is, uh, that has to be a good feeling for you. It has to be. It is. So one thing that led to the certifications that I have, I think I have 19 now, and I was working for a company where the manager actually told me that I wouldn't be promoted to another position because I didn't have certifications. Then he also told me to drop out of the doctorate of science program, and then he wasn't enrolled. So I decided to leave that position, of course, <laughs> um, after being there for a very long time, and I completed my doctorate of science, and I also came out of there with 19 certifications. Wow. So I say that to say that it doesn't matter what anyone say. You can do anything you Mm -hmm. want to do. People will try to get in your head to try to get you to not to focus on the goals that you really want to focus on, the things that you really want to achieve. You can achieve anything as long as it's something that you want to do, no matter what boss you have or what person is trying to get in your way. At the end of the day, the only person that's going to stop you from being successful is you. That's true. Right. That's true. Mm. I just have one question, though. How many more certifications are there to get? (laughs) (laughs) A lot. (laughs) I'm working on two right now, and I have three more that I plan after that. (laughs) Wow. Wow. I'm astonished. I'm I'm truly astonished. I'm sorry, Uh, Tyler. I I don't mean to. I'm just astounded. (laughs) I'm just excited because I'm learning things as she's talking. So we're going to go on to question, um, the next question. Okay, before I get up to that, uh, Dr. Suggs, I would like to say, too, that although it was stated earlier that you're a great role model for women, I believe that you're also a great role model for men as well because at the end of the day it's your attitude, it's your confidence that um, really uh, really is, like, heard and seen, you know, throughout, like, your positivity and your mentality is just really strong, and I just want to, you know, I compliment you for that because um, it is contagious. Like I feel like you make people want to be more successful, and that is a uh, that stems from one person to another. So I like I just want to say like that's really nice. Thank you. I truly appreciate that. Of course, of course. <laughs> so uh, with the next question, uh, what are your plans for your company at Wyvern Security? So right now I'm focusing on some contract work. My next focus is going to be to get a 503C. Um, I want to work with high school students to assist them with opportunities they are interested in cybersecurity as well as IT. I think it's important to start early. So some high schools are doing great things with students, but they are interested, but they don't show the other things in other areas such as IT or cybersecurity. One of the main things I've seen at the university that the high schools around here is they do gaming. 
The problem is I have seen is after graduating, students don't know what to do that next year, next start to fill what they need to do for the opportunities that's going to be available and stuff like that. So my goal is to figure out a way that I can actually create my foundation. I want to offer internships. I want to offer training for cyber and IP. I want to be able to provide, for example, additional funding to elementary schools because I think if we started smaller at a, at a lower level because you got to think, everybody's when you look at these kids that's in elementary school, parents are working full-time. My mom, she worked full-time long hours. But if we was to spend a little bit of time with these students that's in elementary school, giving them the tools they need, decent books, systems, laptops and computers that they can use in the classes to kind of get them entwined with what's going to be happening in their generation as they grow up, preparing them for their future, it gives them an idea of things that they can focus on rather than when they get home from school, they see, you know, basically unsavory characters, I call them, hanging out on the street doing things they shouldn't be doing and thinking that is cool. So my idea is to reduce crime. I feel like if I did this, it would reduce crime in the royal areas. I'm from a royal area, so I know how it is. Mhm. Yes, I definitely agree with you. Mhm. So true. So true, because I, I know that, especially being in, I'm from the South, as you hear my little southernness mixed in with this New York twang, um, you know, a lot of, all of young, um, a lot of those areas are particularly poor areas. You got families who are working just minimum wage, and they're working maybe two and three jobs, as you said, uh, Doctor Shubbs. Now, um, and they're not really going to have the opportunity. And a lot of little kids are, you know, if they do, they don't even come into the neighborhoods like they used to to bring certain programs. So. I feel a young mind um, is wasted if we don't touch them at a certain age because now we don't want to get into this, but they are testing children now as young as four. Yes, I've for heard. And they're even building juvenile systems in North Carolina right next to the school. So we, we're not going to get into that, but I'm just saying, uh, is um the what they call it the prison the pipeline prison the pipeline is what they're they're framing and our it's, we need to like you said implement encourage our young people and young minds that they are capable of great things and that they were made for a destiny and a purpose and if we don't tell them that they're not going they're going to know at some point it's going to click for some of them but some of them are going to get lost in the system. And you're right about that. Exactly. Um, touching um, as young as, as possible. Uh, and I think you're going to be very, very successful uh, in implementing that within the programs in your community, especially touching young people, um, young girls and young boys, um, to be all that they can be. So I, I, anything that the Whitney Johnson Foundation or All About Us Global Media Group can do to help you or assist you, please reach out to us um, because um, that is something that in my heart is the children. Um, and I think that is something that we should be very aware of today and it's very, it's very key to their success. Um, I'm going to move to the next question, and, and that is, you are trademarked as the Duchess of Cybersecurity. How does this 
tie into your career? Sense of cyber security and sharing my story with others have given them the courage to fulfill their dreams. So I am 75% disabled due to an incident that occurred on September 30th of 1997. I am a victim of child molestation, abuse, assault, rape, as well as the final incident that left me being disabled. So the first thing I had to do was stop seeing myself as a victim. I am a survivor. I encourage women to not give up on themselves no matter what they're going through. I always say that anything is possible and nothing is impossible. Your life is what you make it, not someone else. On another note, I had, as I began to write again and learn the basic functions that we all typically have as a human being, I eventually got married and went to college. So I fell in love with technology, cryptography, and cryptography, I saw this as the randomness of numbers. It means that nothing, it makes no sense unless you actually know what's, unless you can decipher it. And I like stuff like that because it's a puzzle. <laughs> So once I took my first computer class, I was hooked. So I began mapping up my career so that it would, it would encompass all the areas of IT, which is the reason why you see the computer science, the networking, the security, as well as the cybersecurity, as well as the cybersecurity areas. So I took all these various roles in order to learn more and take my career to that next level. I will never stop learning because this field is always changing, which makes me makes me make, make things more exciting. Can I'm I one of those people that question? believe if you don't use your brain, it turns gibberish. So I will never stop oh. learning. <laughs> right, right. I know that's right. I know that's right. Can I just ask before we tell us next, what is cryptography? I don't inscription. know what that is. Inscription. Oh, inscription. Oh, okay. Okay, got yeah. it. Got it. Mm. Okay. All right, Tyler. You you can ask right, the next so question. So on to the next question. Uh, what is one of your main goals being the Duchess of Cybersecurity? My main goal is to change the way women are seen in cyber, IT, and tech. Because when they see a woman, they automatically assume that, well, not everyone, because I've come across some guys that have been really great. They they champion women in the field, but then every now and then you'll come across a few that just don't like it. So right. I've learned to kind of mingle with them, get to talking to them a little bit. And sometimes you'd be amazed, those that didn't want women in IT, when they sit down and talk to me, they kind of change their tune a little bit. Because, like, hey, she's mm-hmm. cool. <laughs> and, you know, she knows so what she's talking about. <laughs> yeah, and I think sometimes it's what it is. Guys may, some guys may feel that women jump into this field and they really don't understand it. But when you can sit down to them mm-hmm. and talk to them on their terms, it's like you just want to, you know, you just wanted them. I'm not saying I'm going to, I'm not going to say I'm one of the guys. It's just like you just wanted them. We all mixing together, so we all get this. And if we have a job that we need to get done, we can work together to get it complete. True. That is so true. Wow, amazing. I'm just, you just truly amazing to me. Um, just truly, truly amazing. Tyler, you want to answer the last question? <laughs> Uh sure. So uh lastly, uh, are you working on any books? Yes, I'm actually working on a book that that is basically mapped to auditing and hackers. So it's basically saying hack audit like a hacker. So what I'm really saying is you need to understand the different layers. But use a hacker mindset in order to get to the root cause of everything that you need to go through for the audit because it will give you a better assessment for your client. Mm. Wow. And I 
still working on how many in my life, but I'm not I'm not writing that yet, but I plan to write that in the future. Wow. Can I ask how many layers? Can you answer the answer that? How many layers are there actually to hacking? I mean, how many layers are out there? <laughs> well, I mean, if we you can answer we, that. Say that again. I'm just curious how many layers there are to hacking. So when you're trying to get into a system, the first thing you want to do is you want to find your target. You want to sit back and you want to do your uh, your preliminary analysis. So this is where you find out the port, their company name, if it's going to be a company, the person, the address, any details that you can possibly find out. Then you want to see what you want to use tools in order to see what's available as far as parts and stuff that's on the internet and all that good stuff. Then you want to turn around and use that information in order to figure out what you can gain access to in their network. Once you gain access to the system, you want to put a back door in so that you can actually come back and it, you can come back and attack that system at any time that you want. But the idea is, whenever you're doing this, is to fix it so that you cannot be traced. So whenever you go in and you do this, you want to erase all your tracks. So that way, wow. whenever you're going in and you're doing stuff in the system, nobody ever know you were there. Wow. I'm just blown away. I, I, truly, who would have time? It makes you sit and think. They have all this time and creativity to come up with such a decisive plan, but they could be using that creativity to do something else with their life. But I'm quite sure they get paid very well, some of them, to do this. So I, I think yeah. this is just a, a job for them. Um, but it, it just amazes me. It really, truly amazes me. Such great talent. And they're wasting it on being hackers or, you know, it, it just it, it just amazes me. And some of them don't go so to school. Go ahead, Dr. Schultz. There's just so much information out there that's available to anyone that's trying to get into a system. And, for example, mm-hmm. I mean, I could sit here. We moved into a new neighborhood a few years ago. I literally sat here for less than five minutes and found out everything I needed to know about one of my neighbors. Wow. I went all the way back to the tax documents. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's, uh, that's, that's scary. That is, but that's what you do. That's what you're gifted to do. Um so you should always be aware to discern your surroundings, and that is key to living, is understanding who your neighbors are and, you know, can you trust the neighbor? You know, that's that's something that I look at. So you're very fortunate that you're able to um, look in that, that that vein, look in this this portal and see the true picture of a lot of people and, and some of the things that's going on in their life. Um but it is scary to, to really know that our young people, and our, especially our babies, who are being affected by the computer, human sex trafficked. Um, I forgot what the name of the portal is. A, a, a friend of mine, she works, she does human sex trafficking. She has to go on the back page. She's been trying to get them shut down. And I believe, back, is back page shut down yet? Or it's still up and running? Back page? Yes. I am not sure. Back page, um, she's been working very diligently. Her daughter was actually kidnapped into human sex trafficking. Um, and she is connected to a lot of different people. And she, 
what she does is she found her daughter. She was very blessed into finding her daughter um, because she was able to trace. You know, she found the footprint and identified certain things and found her in the neighborhood. Um, but so many people who are not, they're less fortunate than she was who are not finding their children, are not able to look at the footprint as you to identify certain things of people who are engaging and talking with our young people, young boys, young girls, um, through different portals and creating a conversation and inviting them to come and be their boyfriend or girlfriend. And it's, it's really sad that social media now is really the new date. And our, a lot of our young girls and young men are being influenced by social media in order to engage in uh, socializing. But yet they don't know how to socialize in person, but they're going to socialize on through through a Facebook or through the computer. And this is scary. I'm saying this to say this, and it is scary. And a lot of people think that if they don't see me, we're in a relationship. And this is the scary part to social media, the network, the computer, uh, with our young people, uh, all these apps and these other things that are enticing them to become a part of a community that is very dangerous, very deceiving. Um, and I just want parents to be more aware of how dangerous it is for especially our young girls and young boys to be influenced. Um, by these things, like you said, um, latchkey kids. A lot of kids are at home, and they're being, their time is to be on the computer to, to start talking to someone who, who puts a picture up and says that they're Tyler, but they're not. They're actually it's an older man, and it, it, he's a pedophile. And it, it is really scary. And Facebook, I have noticed that now uh, a lot of people, they're making fake Facebook accounts. That's why I go on and I search my name. I search for every thing that I have on. Yeah, I, I well, I do it now because of AAU. Because um, I search face, Facebook, and you know, somebody has my name or trying to use my name. They had my my picture up and sending naked pictures and all kinds of befriending people, and uh, it was crazy. So I like it's it's just I just can't believe I just can't you know it's just scary. I'm sorry, I don't mean to, it, but this no, conversation really. Um, it this touches home for me because, as you said, a lot of young people are being influenced by the social media. They're strongly being influenced by it. Backpage was actually shut down in April. Yes, she said she was going to shut it down. She was going to shut it down because they were using, human traffickers were using Backpage to entice young girls um, by young, you know, talking to them and uh, it, it was a, a long, drawn-out story, and it, that's a whole other conversation. Um, I was just blown away. So, Tyler, even you should be careful. Um, even though you're in college, they, you know, they're looking for young men and young young girls, all yes. kinds of ages, mm-hmm. to to kidnap, to do. I mean, it just blew my mind the things that I have learned about human sex trafficking and. Uh, the influences of it. I'm um, Tyler, you've been quiet tonight. Is there something that you want to say? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, sorry. Actually, yeah. Um, Doctor Suggs, is there a a point in time where you felt like uh, like uh, not maybe giving up and maybe changing gears again as far as like cybersecurity? Like, do you think there was like a plan C, so to speak, in like uh, your career? 
I've I've never considered giving up. I only did that once in my life, and that was when the incident happened in 1997. Mm. But other than that, I've never considered giving up. If I did anything, I've considered adding more. <laughs> I've thought about I've thought about looking into psychology um, and seeing how doing a thesis, a dissertation, basically on how the mind. Uh, how the mind of a hacker works, and how do we assess that for future for future cases? So we're mm-hmm. digging deep into the mind of a hacker, because I feel like we mm. this in a psychology means. I feel like this would actually give us some insight. This would be information that agencies could use for when they're trying to track down people, especially the people that's outside of the United States that are doing this in order to attack us constantly. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, Dr. Shoves, we expect that to come. <laughs> I'm going to be waiting <laughs> to read the because I know it's coming. I feel it. I feel it coming. Um, you know, it, you just truly amaze me. Every time I talk to you, you truly inspire me. Um, just truly amazing. And um, I have really enjoyed this conversation. Um, I do, I, I want to learn so much from you. Um it's just so much that we need to teach our young people, and it, it, it's just scary. It really is. Um, as exactly, Tyler said, I agree. Um, exactly, I agree. Mhm. It's just I've just been truly blessed by this conversation, and uh, I thank you again, and I'm humbly grateful that you took the time out to come to speak with us, um, and to share, you know, your story, and to share all that you are doing and all that you are accomplishing and that nothing is going to hold you back. We expect when you come back again that you will have your dissertation done and that (laughs) you will have that degree (laughs) in psychology, but that will be something really, truly, truly to read Um, because it is interesting going into the mind of psychology and the minds of why you think that way? Why does this have to be that way? I, it just blows me away that you know people just have time to sit and do this. It just blows me away. It just blows me away. Same here. And also mm-hmm. on another note, what something that Tyler was saying earlier. In my field, mm-hmm. I try to mentor men and women. I do promote women. I promote women a lot because we need the support. But I also mentor men as well. I mentor a lot of. A lot of my previous people that have worked with me as me being a manager in various roles, I still mentor them to this day <laughs> because we all need someone to kind of guide us along the path to make sure we stand on the right path. Some of them say I talk to them like I'm their mom, but sometimes I have to talk to them that way because they won't listen. <laughs> and I always say get it done. <laughs> true. True. That is so, so true. Um, I have nothing left to say. Tyler, is there anything that you would like to add uh, before I let Dr. Shugs, uh, you know, just leave her thoughts with us? Um, Dr. Shugs, I would just like to say, firstly, thank you for coming on to the show, and thank you for giving us uh, your knowledge and your words of uh, advice. I've definitely taken a lot from this conversation tonight, and I'll definitely be double-checking, you know, my back digitally you know, like on social media and things like that. I'll be more mindful. So I just want to say thank you again. You're welcome. You're welcome. Well, Dr. Shugs, I would like for you to leave just a word of encouragement um, 
just a positive note, leave your social media sites. And uh, do you have any speaking engagements coming up anytime soon that, you know, our listeners can be aware of and you can let them know how they can contact you for speaking engagements or any other um, things that they would like to contact you for. So please, I'm going to uh, note and I'm going to post your social media sites, how they can follow you or connect to you, your website. Um, please do that now. Anything that you would like to leave, any information you want to share. Sure. So I can be reached at Chanel Suggs at wyvsecurity.com, or you can also email me, Chanel Suggs, at the Duchess of Cybersecurity. I'm actually working on a few speaking engagements right now. I'm trying to plan something special for Hacker Halted. <laughs> so we will see how that works out. I'm working with EC Council right now on the next steps as to how we can actually set that up. And once that's done, I will make sure to let everyone know. Mm, okay. Okay. Uh, when are you coming to New York? Just let me know. Make sure you let me know when you're coming here to New York and are any other places that are close so that I want to be there to, to listen. I want to be in the room to support you for number one, but to also to learn, to learn and engage and network, um, just to hear, you know, what new things are going on in the IT world. Sounds good. You know I'll definitely reach out to you. Okay. Now leave something positive for our listeners, something encouraging or something, whatever you want to leave, but just leave us with something uh, a, a few words of wisdom before you go. So what I would say, so what I would say is, is I'm going to use my slogan that I always say. So anything is possible and nothing is impossible. And the reason why I say that is because whenever you start looking at the steps that you need to take to get to your goal or your achievement, you're still feeling like maybe this isn't possible, but yes, it is possible. There's nothing that is impossible. The only thing that's impossible is if you decide not to believe in yourself to push forward with what you want to do. But if you decide that you want to move forward and achieve any goals, you know there's many supporters out there, such as women like myself. There are many other women that's in the field of cyber and IT as well. We're all here to promote anyone that's trying to get into this field that need encouragement as well as mentoring. Well, we truly, truly thank you, Dr. Shugs. And I want to say um, we look forward to you coming back uh, and just – giving us more information and sharing what is going on with you, especially when you release your book. Um, but, again, uh, Tyler and I, uh, we thank you very much for sharing this wealth of information, and we do thank you for your time. And I'm going to say good night, and everyone have a blessed evening. And we will be talking with you next Monday. Uh, so please tune in again at 8 o'clock for a special guest that we have coming up. So I'm going to say good night, Dr. Shove, good night, Tyler, and thank you very much for this conversation. Good night. Thank you so much for inviting me. Good night. Thank you. Welcome. Good night. And as usual, for my listeners, I'm going to leave you with my Natalie Cole, Take a Look at Our, uh, at our Children. I love this song.
mirror Look at yourself But don't you look too close Cause you just might see The person That you hate the most Can't even see one friendly face. Brothers fight brothers and sisters wink their eyes. While silver tongues bear fruit of poison lies. Take a look at your children, born innocent. Every boy and every girl Denying themselves a real chance To build a better world Oh, oh, dear Lord, what's happening to It's washing away on the bloody, bloody streams. Yeah. Take a look at your children before it's too late. And tell them nobody, nobody wins when the prize is paid. Oh, no, 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 it's not too late. You're listening to All About Us with your host, Shavana Johnson. If you'd like to learn more about All About Us Production Media Group, please visit us on the web at www.wejfoundation.org. Shavana Johnson, CEO and founder of All About Us Global Media Productions Group, TV, radio, and magazine. CEO of the Whitney E. Johnson Foundation, Incorporated. We are a 501c3 organization on a mission to educate, engage, and mentor our parents and teens in communities on current issues surrounding our youth. Today, we are asking for your support to continue providing our informative programming through our various media platforms. 
to make a donation, visit the Whitney E. Johnson site at www.wejfoundation.org or you can reach us at 631-521-7699 for more information. And as a reminder, all donations given are tax deductible. On behalf of the Whitney E. Johnson Foundation, we thank you for listening and your support. Have you heard? Metro by T-Mobile now includes Amazon Prime. Yes, enjoy the best of shopping and entertainment, movies, TV shows, music, free shipping, and much more. All included for just $40 per line for three lines. All on the T-Mobile network. Discover the smarter way. Metro by T-Mobile. That's genius. One offer per account. Offer subject to change. $12.99 per month value. Offer valid for new Amazon Prime members. Metro customers may notice reduced speeds versus some T-Mobile customers. Video at 480p. Capable device required. See store for details and terms and conditions.